0: From Bee Media Production, this is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business.
1: Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Unless you've been living in a cave, you'll know that this year has not been kind to the property market. Neville Norman has already offered his less-than-positive view this month, and now we turn to one who's been at the coalface of the property market, working with buyers, sellers and investors in what's been called a market in transition. Andrew Fall has worked across all aspects of buying and selling property for many years, and the company he represents, Bella, is a market leader in property management and sales. So how would Andrew describe the current state of the property market? Well I would uh, certainly concur with the, with the
2: transitioning of the market, it's a stark contrast to where we were this time last year so certainly from a market perspective it's a different world out there at the moment uh, with a lot of challenges on a lot of different fronts and I guess um, it's just part of the cycle of the property market but there's a lot of moving parts that uh, are making it very challenging out there for all parties who are actively involved in the market. <laughs>
0: In your recent experience though, Andrew, are sellers holding out for top prices still or is reality starting to seep in?
2: Look, I think most owners, are certainly educated people who are reading the newspapers, are aware that things are not fantastic out there in the marketplace. I still believe there's a degree of people that it's a bit like the ostrich with the head in the sand, hoping that they can still achieve a high price. Uh, unfortunately, you know, agents who aren't experienced and uh, lack the confidence to educate a client properly are still obviously promising larger figures for them. So if a consumer buys into that, then naturally they're going onto the market at a high price and, and won't achieve a sale. So I think a majority of people are aware that it is a very challenging market and they need to be very realistic and very motivated if they want to achieve a sale today.
0: But perhaps holding off, just waiting for you know better times ahead, is that a bit of a false illusion there?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it is. And you, you're getting that scenario where people are saying well look we'll just wait 12 months and and I think that that's where you know an experienced agent who's been through different cycles can explain that uh, you know it's not a case of just waiting 12 months and things will turn around and things will kick off again that this could be a quite a challenging market for a couple of years yet to come.
0: Now for buyers, um, interest rates well, seem to be on the move now and lenders are increasingly tight with their money too, particularly the banks. So how much is that impacting on the market now, right now?
2: That is fundamentally the biggest issue in the marketplace today. There is still willing purchases in the market but obviously the gatekeeper to them purchasing is is clearly the bank and banks with their lending regime and being in the spotlight with the Royal Commission and APRA um, have tightened the, the purse strings dramatically and and now it's a massive challenge to get money out of the bank um, and their serviceability requirements are, are very onerous, which the sum total means that the amount that people could borrow compared to not long ago is is down about 40%, which really puts a lot of people out of the game to purchase because they can't achieve what they wanted to achieve. And I think the scrutiny that's involved now, I think you know, is certainly the right move um, from a consumer protection point of view, but it's certainly put a massive dampener on the market because people who were a buyer last year may not be a buyer today because the banks won't actually lend them the money.
0: Are people starting to go to second-tier lenders?
2: Look, a hundred percent. I think that's where opportunity sort of presents itself, and we're seeing it on a, a lot of fronts that people have. 10, 20 year relationships with their financiers being one of the major pillars, four pillars and they're finding that uh, the, the answer is no because their, their bank may not have an appetite for that particular property. There are alternative sources coming into the market um, and obviously if you align yourself with a really good finance broker who can go out there and navigate the opportunities that are there, there are some great opportunities to achieve the same outcome but not necessarily with one of the major banks.
0: Now, Andrew, there's uh, been quite a bit of political turmoil as well recently, and that probably doesn't help the property market, does it?
2: No, look, it's I mean history tells us when there's instability within the political environment that um, that really doesn't help, even when it is um, you know obviously a solid environment and and the market's moving well. So I think unfortunately with this lending criteria and our recent um, instability in our political arena, that's adding insult to injury obviously because you know there's question marks over negative gearing and whether that's going to carry on moving forward and whether that's just another um, speed hump in relation to investors getting back in the market and having confidence to actually commit to a, a property without knowing what the political property landscape will be in the future so yes that's having a big impact as well.
0: Now are there pockets of property investment where people should tread very carefully now?
2: Look, I think um, you know probably the most important area, which where I see a, a massive issue at the moment, and it, it's being addressed, I think, anyway, in some respects, is people buying through this uh, private super fund. Obviously, with superannuation, there's a limited contribution that you can make per year. Obviously, if you're buying, for example, an off-the-plan property, and it takes 12 months or 14 months to complete, if there's a change in value on that particular asset, then obviously, if it's you know comes to settlement and it's worth less, therefore more equity is required to be put into that asset in order to settle, then you could find yourself with a shortfall and with no ability to actually put more money into your fund in order to settle a property. So that is already creating headaches for quite a few people. Um, So I think it's very prudent that you get really good advice and take a very conservative approach around that area. That's one particular area I can see is creating issues.
0: Now, many investors, when times were good, took out interest-only loans. So what's your advice to them now?
2: Uh, Look, probably the best bit of advice there is regardless if they might be sitting there thinking, oh, I've got a year to go in relation to that interest-only scenario, I would certainly be having dialogue with financiers now and really understanding what the impact of that is because a lot of the investors, and we have a big management base, it is a genuine issue whereby going from interest only to have to service principal and interest is creating a a big issue for them. And when they actually find out what that means, it's forcing them to sell their property. So I think the more time you're aware of that allows you to prepare that if eventually that is the outcome that you need to have, then obviously you're not a forced seller leaving it to the last minute when the bank's applying pressure on you to uh, put your property up for sale.
0: Well, for the property investor then, Andrew, what's your best advice right now?
2: Well, I think probably we've mentioned the financing arena, which is probably the most challenging, and I don't see that that's going to change any time soon. The banks are obviously, they're in the business of lending money at some point, it will become easier. But I think whilst they're under the spotlight, that's not going to change for, for quite some period of time. So I think you really need to, it's not just about what you think you can afford, it's about actually really understanding what amount of money they will allow you to purchase and lend to you and, and be in a situation where you have a conservative buffer. So you're a very powerful buyer in a, in a marketplace that uh, there is opportunity if, if you align yourself with smart advisors who understand the market.
0: It's been said that um, you need to keep updating your pre-approvals. Is that right? Yeah.
2: The well, one thing we've dealt with with a lot of finance brokers is because the changing financing landscape has been literally every few months. There's new changes to that arena. So a bit of smart advice is, you know, if you did get a pre-approval six months ago, you should get that re-stamped because it's probably changed then, and it won't have changed for the better. So my advice would be, you know, keep in contact with your broker and make sure that that pre-approval is current. Otherwise, you could get a nasty surprise and go and buy a property at auction, unconditional, and then roll up to get your finance. And then all of a sudden, the terms and conditions have changed again.
0: Okay. And for those of your clients who might be considering selling, what's the advice? Don't wait too long.
2: Well, I think, you know, if they're obviously, depending upon where they're at within in the marketplace, obviously there's a genuine opportunity to scale up. So long as you're buying and selling in the same market, then there's a really good opportunity providing you understand your funding situation and you have a conservative outlook on what you will achieve for your property. If you're an investor, well, you're wearing a different cap and certainly I would say if, um, you know, the the sort of forecast capital growth is pretty grim there for quite some period of time. So if you are purely an investor and you're wanting to obviously take advantage of capital growth you've had, well, now's the time to at least get that equity out and put it into something you think is going to perform for you if you've got a, an asset that you don't believe is A rated. Um, so there's an opportunity to get rid of your B grade or C grade property and, and scale up. But otherwise, I think you have to understand that if prices are forecast to potentially drop by 2020 by 10 to 12%, that it probably means that it's a five-year halt scenario before you can see any real growth again.
1: Andrew Fall, Bella. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening.
0: This Business Essentials podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.